Hi, everyone. This is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC. This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you guys. Welcome back, everyone. How's it going, Tom? I'm all right. How's it going, JC? Yeah, living the dream, man. Lockdown. It's awesome. The dream. Happy New Year. It's, uh, it's mid-January, but I think we can still say that, right? Happy New Year, 2021. It's the, it's the promise line. We made it there. Everything's going to be great now, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. We're totally not in lockdown. Uh, everything's yeah. fine. Nothing's yeah. on fire. We're cool. Pol- yeah, political situation is totally normal, and social networks are the best places in the world. And back to reality. <laughs> it sounds like you've created yourself a alternate reality, JC. Interesting and how fitting to what we're going to be talking about. World class pivot. <laughs> Very nice. But Tom, some people out there might not know who we are. World class right. pivot back to uh, who pivoting are we? back 180 to our introduction. Should I start, JC? Go for it. <laughs> All right. So I am Tom. Uh, you can call me Thomas. I'm your friendly neighborhood Frenchman. I'm one half of the uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> what do I do? What who am I? Um, I'm married to a lovely woman. I'm not going to say her name because last time I say her name, she was like, oh, why you call me like that? Um, so been married for a long, long, long time. And we've uh, produced two children. Uh, one's 11. Um, she's named Emily and she loves video games just like I do. And she loves reading comics just like I do. And the youngest one, Louis, is turning four in exactly two months' time. Uh, he's uh, maybe crazy. We don't know. We haven't got him tested just yet. But I'm hoping he'll love video games and comics too. What about you, sir? Well, I am Juan Carlos Garay, but everybody calls me JC. And I am your humble Honduran other half of the podcast. I could have come up with anything better, dude, honestly. It's fine. It works. Yeah, your friendly neighborhood Frenchman is pretty classic, dude. I, I, I could admit, you did not let me know about that one. I'm very impressed. Um, but uh, I'm originally from Honduras, uh, but lived in the UK for 10 years. That's where I met uh, Tom here. And uh, also have a couple of kiddos, an 11-year-old named Aiden and a little five-year-old named Arabelle that uh, we managed to also produce uh, with my wife, uh, Fiorella. Uh, she's okay being called Fiorella or Fio or Fiori. Uh, so uh, that's us, man. Shall we kick off the pod? Hell yeah. Um, so what's what's on this week? What What's happening this week around Nerd, nerd City? Well, there, there, there is only one thing. There's only one thing. The, the only one only thing one. everyone's been talking about, I think, is the release of the much-awaited um, Vision on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. So... It has been a ton of time since we've gotten anything Marvel. Like, like we when we were sitting down to watch it with Aiden, I was like, you realize that all of 2020, we got no Marvel stuff yeah. at all. Uh, all the announcements all year round. So it's like everybody's been, this, this is like the biggest thing happening right now at all. The, and last, like, the last thing was Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home. I think yep. it's the last Marvel movie. Um, and, that, and that was like July of 2019, I want to say. Yes, that was it was a while ago. Um, and it was a long time ago, and it, it, it was one of the, uh, if you've not watched it, I'm not going to spoil it, but the ending got me on the edge of my seat, and I was like, nah! Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, pandemic and all that stuff, <laughs> I'm not going to go dwell back into that, but, you know, stuff happened, shit happened, and uh, yeah. we got all of the, <laughs> everything that was supposed to be released in 2020 pushed back to 2021, 2022. Yep. Um, so there's big knock-on effects on um, yep. 
on what we should have been enjoying, but we didn't in the end. So yeah, this is yep. uh, fresh, fresh, out of the oven, fresh. And, and to your point, some might say it, it's disrupting our reality. It's Oy. making re- reality bite a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, so we both, um, so obviously the um, WandaVision got released on Friday, 15th of January, which was two days ago as we are recording this on a Sunday. Um, we both watch the two episodes that got released, uh, yep. the two premiere, well, I guess the two premiere episodes, and uh, they are scheduling to release an episode a week, right? Am I, am I correct? All the correct. way until March. And there's a total yep. of nine episodes for the first season. I don't know if there's going to be more than one season, but yeah. season one, it's got nine episodes in total. Um, fairly short episodes, right? Um, I think the first one's um, 27 minutes, but it's about five, six minutes of uh, end credits. Yeah. Yeah, and episode two is thirty six, but again, there's equally six or seven minutes of uh, yeah. of end credits, which is a bit weird. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, I keep I kept you know scrolling forward and trying to see if there was any um, post credit scenes and anything cool happening, but none of that, none of that happening. Uh, and just to decide, I don't know why they're in that weird thing of showing all the credits in English and then they go to all the credits like in German, I think, and then all the credits in like French. Yeah, and I. Yeah. I, I have no idea why they're doing that and not just like slicing in the, the French credits for the French audience. Uh, but no, I guess, they, oh, because it's they not do global that. yet, is it's it? It's not global. No, it's, they, do, ah. they, do that, um, they do that in a lot of other Disney shows where you look at, you watch the end and it's, it's oh, these are the voices for, you know, English-speaking countries, voices for French-speaking countries, you know, I Spanish that, voices, yeah. um, German voices. So they have to put everything like that's why you sometimes you watch a kids program on Disney Plus and like the thing is is thirty five minutes long and actually you know it's twenty eight. Yeah. It's the same there, but I didn't expect it to be there um, on on the you know on the Marvel. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Show. Uh, but uh, but no, in terms of the of the show, the the idea is for today is that we're gonna go through it um, somewhat spoilery. Uh, I wouldn't say we're gonna like completely spoil it for you, but what I would recommend is if you really don't want any plot details spoiled for you, we'll give you the premise of like why the show's important, what's led up to it, give you the background, get you nice and prepared for it. And then we'll let you know when we're going to get into plot um, and you can skip that part and you can go just to like our theories of what they're, where the show's going to go. So we'll let you yeah. know. We're, yeah, we're, uh, we like you listener. We, it's, it's very, it's very tricky to talk about those two episodes without spoiling anything. And, um, and again, that's uh, what we were saying before you know, hitting record is that it's, it's very hard to get dropped into those first two episodes without having watched um, most or the entire um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So if you've not watched the entire thing or most of the the, the biggest movies in part, I, I don't know if One uh, Division is something that is for you or if you will get most of what's happening because it's 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 clearly aimed at the biggest nerds out of <laughs> of the, the the Marvel audience. You know, it's it's uh, it's packed full of um, of Easter eggs. It's full of references to movies. Oh, so if you've not catch that, you you'll and you, you need to know who they are and what they've done and where they've been. And so, you know, you, it's not something you can jump in. Let's say like we were saying the Mandalorian, when you can just drop in there and you're like, you don't really need to know who he is and what he does. You can yeah. still enjoy it if you don't. Yeah. The, the, this isn't a side story in the Marvel universe. This yeah. very much will impact what happens next in the main plot line. So yeah, I agree. It, it's not a light one, even though that's the thing that's so weird about it, that, 
even in talking about spoiling, nothing big has happened. No, really. Like there's not a lot we're going to give away when we talk about plot because not a lot has happened, but there's every inclination that something big will. It's like they're yeah. building that sense of dread of like something else is going to happen, but really nothing's happened yet. Uh, so the big things that we're reading into are, to your point, the super nerdy stuff that's just peppered everywhere. And yeah. it kind of it reminded me a lot of Lost of mm-hmm. watching loss where it's like we would obsess over every sign Details. of every door yeah. and and like the uniforms and all sort of stuff and I'm like i'm catching myself doing the same thing and i kind of like it i don't know i don't know how it, i feel about it's, it it's it's clearly is reminiscent of lost in in that in that yeah. respect yes I, I i was the same i was like i was i was watching it with ellie and and, and emily when i and I was like, see, do you hear what she said? And I'm like, and they were like, huh? <laughs> Even yeah. though they watched the whole thing with me, but it's like, because I'm, I'm that much more involved in it than they are. Yeah. On, on, on team love lost versus hate lost. I'm on the love lost, man. I love that show. Honestly, even though I know that there's problems with the ending oh. and like they dragged it out for way too okay. many seasons, but, but, <laughs> but I, yeah, I didn't care. I, I, I was on it for the whole ride. I love the ending and I have a hard time saying that out loud usually. So <laughs> I, I'm not, I've, 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 um, I've proclaimed my love for lost, my love for lost a long time ago. And, and I got lucky though at work that, um, the, the guy that was sitting behind me, uh, was equally a, a massive, um, love nerd. Love, lost nerd. Sorry, um, <laughs> love, um, lost nerd. And he, he, he knew all of the things. Things. So sometimes we just have our secret conversation. The people around us were like, oh, "What are you guys talking about?" And I was like, "Well, you know, you don't know. You don't know. You'll never know. You're not as cool yeah. as we are." So, um, yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. There, there, there are bits where you need to be a complete lost yeah. nerd to to feel and, like you can relate. And just for like the the, the younger kids out there. One of the things to really note is that Lost was like, at least my view, the first show that got you use the internet to understand the show. Like, I don't remember ever going to chat forums to learn theories about the show before Lost. Like, ever. Like, it's not like I sat there and did that, I don't know, for like the wire or like the sopranos or something i wasn't looking at it yeah yeah i wasn't looking at internet for that and then lost was the first one like no 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 i gotta go to the internet and see like what people are talking about the show like what's gonna happen sort of thing you definitely had to have a um a companion um guide to it like i i I used to go to back to is that's when i discovered youtube there was this guy i think his name was shawnee b or something like that they used to do recaps every week of the the previous episode and you like he used to go through every single easter egg and every yep. single little things that happened i was like and this is why i loved it yeah, i was like oh my god it's like i need somebody to walk walk it through that walk me through the entire episode and why this happened and why he said that and why there was that number on the door or whatever so oh yeah uh, we should do an episode on lost man that should be, <laughs> that should it, be really should, it really should actually i think that, i think we, we we both inadvertently declared our love for it very openly right now. So we probably I can, I can get it. I can get my friend who's also a massive Lost fan. He'll 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 go on for days also. Oh yeah. We, uh, we can't we can't have enough, you know, enough people defending that show. Um, <laughs> right. So we talked about Lost, right? So because we're super nice and that's one of the uh, founding principles of our podcast, we decided to <laughs> I know, right? There's 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 um uh, foundations and the strong foundation of this podcast is the principle that we want to introduce everyone and anyone who's not uh, familiar with nerdy content and, yes. and would like to be introduced to what um, what's cool in the nerd world um, we thought that we'll sort of break up this episode in two parts which would be um, 
who won the vision, won the Envision R. Uh, how yep. did they get to that position? And what were the um, instrumental pivotal moments um, in their relationship and the storyline? And I think once we have established who and what they are, we'll move on into yep. the first two episodes that got released a couple of days ago. So that was a long, long, long introduction. <laughs> but hey, it's needed. It's the first of the year. So, you know, there you was, go. Uh, Indulge us. Right. Um, let's go for it. Let's dive into the background. Let's go for it. So, um, we I th- we know when we're researching how we, we're going to get this episode, I think I think the, the first thing we need to talk about um, in a way of framing the entire you know, Marvel uh, cinematic universe, which is different from the comic books um, because it draws inspiration from the comic books from different yep. storylines and they've went with their own storyline, uh, which is what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is or the MCU, because I'm not going to say that again and again and again. So let's refer to that to the MC, uh, as the MCU, if you're not familiar with yep. it. Um, so the, the entire, again, within the MCU, you've got the Infinity Saga, which is yep. what we've just seen now over the past um what 10 years of movies yep um with uh one big villain thanos and the avengers fighting each other for the infinity stones there you go and you're asking me jc what are those stones um what are those stones (laughs) and i'm gonna tell you inquiring minds want to know i know right um so the stones and i went to the internet because i was like how do i word these things well, where is co- the internet and how did you <laughs> get there? No, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's um, right. Infinity stones. So they are um, powerful gems that were created at the how Big powerful Bang. are they? <laughs> Very powerful. <laughs> Stop asking questions. <laughs> um, so there are six powerful gems, right? Okay, some people are saying the seven, the eight, we don't know yet, but in the MCU, there are six for now. Okay. Um, so if they can, there's six stones, six gems, but okay. they're separated at birth. But if you get them back together, they can be super, super, super powerful and destroy universe or create life, um, oh. depending how you uh, match them up together. Yeah. Um, so there are six. This is part of the document that Jesse really loved. I'm reading off the document. <laughs> uh, it's full of colors. So <laughs> there are six infinity stones. So the first one is the space stone, which is the blue one. Um, and space stone space stones allows you to travel through a portal through space so basically going from one from a to b in a yep. flash uh, the reality stones well it's a red one and you can alter reality which is very interesting and we'll come back to that in one is minute. that stone important for our show tom yes okay <laughs> spoiler alert all right audience take note okay um third stone okay. is the power stone which is the purple one <laughs> purple it's one, going very badly it's very bad look we said we're trying to introduce people and we need to make, make this as simple as possible okay? okay um the power stone which is the purple one um harnesses energy and is very powerful and you can die if you get it if you hold it with your hand you will die um, yep. And it's powerful enough to destroy planets, maybe galaxies, yep. definitely people. Yep. Uh, the yellow one, which is the Mind Stone, also, wink, wink, important yep. to the story, uh, allows yes. mind control. And the green one, which is a Time Stone, or the, I can't remember the, the word, the name of it, the, um, this is specific, the, it's a neat yeah. thingy. Uh, anyway. The uh, Doctor Strange one. Yep. Doctor Strange one. The Time Stone, guess yep. what it does? 
controls time. Allows you to rewind, fast forward, see um, through times in the future, in the past, whatever. And the last, last but not least, the orange one, the soul stone. Uh, That's the one that makes us all sad. Yeah, the one that makes you sad, uh, which (laughs) is to, uh, this one I had to look it up because in the MCU, it's not really um, explicitly told what the power of the soul stone is. So when I looked it up, it says it allows the user to steal, control, manipulate, and utter alter living and dead souls yeah the way that it was acquired in the infinity saga in the mcu is not the way that it happened in the comics like the whole like having this black widow having to sacrifice herself was never a thing yeah so in the mcu it's a soul for a soul so if you want to if you want to acquire the the soul stone you need to sacrifice something you love um so it's very dark (laughs) it's uh it's got massive consequences in the in in the in the in the MCU. Yep. Um, so these are the six stones. Crazy. Cool. Now you All right. know. All righty. And, and our, our two protagonists, Wanda and Vision, how are they tied into all this then? Um, <laughs> so I've, I've tried to sum it up as, as quickly again. Professional job. Good, good um, audience question. There you go. I've, try, I've, I've tried to sum that up. Um, so obviously they're part of the Avengers team, right? Yep. And uh, um, let's start with Wanda. Ladies first. Um, so Wanda's powers is a bit weird because as we said, as we're preparing the show, right? The, the, she's sort of given all these powers as in, I think you said, you're the one who said, oh, we don't know who's going to have that power. Yeah, just give it to Wanda. You know, she can yeah. have it, you know, like the, all the leftovers, but turns out the yeah. older leftovers make her maybe one of the most powerful, um, character in the entire universe. And um, interestingly, uh, in the comics, she's a mutant. So, which is something that it's a concept that has not been introduced to the MCU because in the comics, she's the son of Magneto, who we know yeah. from the X-Men movies, but that they weren't owned by Disney yet. Uh, but she, <laughs> she was actually a mutant in the comics, whereas here she's an Avenger. So already it starts from a completely different perspective. So for, for contractual for contractual reason, she wasn't a mutant yet. Correct. <laughs> I think we are Correct. Slowly, slowly progressing towards that, um, that outcome. Yes. Um, so... Wanda is, um, I'll, I'll go back into, you know, where they got introduced, but I think um, sort of go through her powers. She can go, um, she's got tele- telepathy, mind control, telekinesis, so she can move stuff with her mind. She can um, shoot energy balls out of her hands. Sounds weird to say. Um, and create. Um, <laughs> Only when she does that really like weird motion or else yeah. they, she can't just go just just like no. fly out she has to like make it look cool and only then they fly out <laughs> yeah and then they fly out exactly she can use her um uh, energy balls <laughs> energy balls i'm not gonna say that energy through her hands she can also hover or fly in the air um and then she can we've seen in one film we'll go get back into that and she can also um alter the the imagination or the mind of the person she controls or, or the group of um, people she can do. Um, jumping into Vision, and again, we'll go back into how Vision came about. Uh, he's an android that got created by Tony Stark, aka um, Iron Man. We'll get yeah. to that again in deeper uh, details. And then uh, <laughs> Vision is really cool. So he's got a bunch of powers I really like. So like uh, flying through walls and um, stairs and like, flying through things, basically. Um, and then he, well, he can fly. He's got laser beams going out of his uh, little stone, yellow stone on his head. Um, what else can you do? Oh, yes, he's using the power of reason, uh, a highly scientific mind, and, yep. and, and being super logical to um, determine the outcome of a situation. So yep. he's 
I think in in Edge of Ultron, which in which we'll we'll go into slightly deeper uh, analysis in a second, he's not siding with everyone when he gets created. I, I think there's Correct. one sense when he goes like, "I'm not I'm not against Ultron or against Tony or against the Avengers. I'm for yep. life." And he's Correct. using um, uh, a, a lot of ultra, ultra, ultra. Um, what's, what's the word I'm using uh, before? Logic throughout the uh, movie to guide his decision making, um, which is quite cool. Actually, it's the yep. the ultimate scientist. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and he very much plays that in the comics as well. Like he's always like the voice of reason and has like saved yep. the world like multiple times throughout the comics stuff. So he's like huge character there too. Uh, so for people that haven't watched or are curious which movies are most relevant to maybe rewatch or watch yep. for the first time before going into this, what would be like the movies you think that people should watch to make sure they know what's going on? So there are really three movies you want to you wanna go into. Um, these um, Avengers, Age of Ultron, which is yep. when we get um, introduced to Wanda. Well, they get introduced into, at the end, you know, the post-credit scenes um, of another movie, I think the first Avengers. I, mean, I can't yep. remember which one. Um, or maybe the Captain America, uh, one, of the, one of those. Um, but you don't know who they are. But they get properly introduced in um, Age of Ultron. Um, if you want to follow that and uh, with another um Episode, well, episode movie with with those guys in. You can go and watch Avengers: Infinity War, and then lastly, you've got Avengers: um, Endgame. So that's like um, a deeper look into the Edge of Ultron, which is the the starting point for you um, for anyone who wants to um, understand where Wanda and Vision are coming from. Um, so Avengers: The Edge of Ultron starts where the Avengers. Uh, are looking for the scepter and look, and they're looking for the Mind Stone, which was stolen by Hydra, uh, which is an offshot, um, not secret, but offshot um, army that is coming from the Nazi party. They're even crazier and nastier yeah. than the Nazi, if you can imagine that. Yeah. Um, so what Hydra trying to do is to build a super army um, with the Mind Stone. Is it the Mind Stone? Yeah, the Mind Stone. Yep. Um, and, and really get to... Um, defeat the Avengers with that super yep. I mean control the world yep. um, the only one who's surviving uh, all of those uh, experiments are Wanda and his twin brother her twin brother <laughs> sorry, her twin brother Pietro um, so Wanda can do all of the uh, magic tricks that we mentioned yep. beforehand and Pietro can uh, go places super quickly it's got yep. super speed abilities which is quite cool uh, leaving behind a little blue trail, and her her sister, his sister, um, has got little red hands and abilities. She's going, you know, stone um, colors. Yep, and and uh, while we never, they never get called Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Never. That's their name in the comics. It's the only reason we know that's their name is because of the comics, but they never actually get called that in the in the MCU. They never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever say those names, which is really weird. I don't know why, though. Maybe contractual issues again. There's a lot of contract shit going on. <laughs> because they're they're technically mutants, and yeah. Disney didn't have the right to mutants at that point. I think that's that why. Yeah. That is true. Um, right. So eventually, the Avengers um, get the Mind Stone back from uh, Hydra. And yep. uh, Tony Stark's because he's uh, um, seen a vision of the future says, you know what, I need to protect the world. We've seen what happened in New York in the first Avengers film, you know, aliens came from, from the sky and they're trying to yep. run us over and we barely got the better of them. So what we need is a suit of armor around the world, something to protect us, something that is bigger than us. And he goes, well, let's go with Ultron. 
Um, so they, I think they've run through, they're trying, they're trying to analyze the stone they've got, the mind stone, and they're trying to see what's what's in there, what it is, what it does, what it, it, its powers are. Um, and Tony decides to, I think, yeah, go with it. I think he, he, he tries to, to, to get Ultron created. I can't remember. I've, I've seen the movie a long time ago. Um, but then um, the stone itself comes back to life and he takes over um, uh, Jarvis, which is the personal yep. assistant of um, Iron Man and decides to build itself a body, Correct. which is then Ultron. Um, Ultron is absolutely batshit crazy, so he's trying to understand too much of the world's history and goes, whoa, whoa, actually humans and the Avengers in particular are dangerous to the planet, so what I'm going to do is create a um, something big enough that is going to cause the end of the human race and the Avengers, and then we'll exactly. start over from there. I'm God. You know, we'll, we'll start from scratch. So eventually t- um, Tony Stark gets his hand on the, um, on the stone again and decides to create Vision, uh, yep. which is supposed to be this now uh, force for good. Um, and it's um, Vision is an android, so it's created from actual human tissue and they have uploaded his conscience um, from the Ultron's conscience into Vision. And then bang, Vision is born and he's taking the side of the humans and the Avengers. He's choosing life of a death and Ultron. And uh, well, spoiler alert, they uh, kill Ultron and uh, they all live happily ever after. Yeah. Boom. Yep, or at least we think they kill Ultron. I think we think. <laughs> yes, I think we think. Um, so if you know, um, obviously in the Age of Ultron, um, the first big blow for Wanda is Pietro, uh, her okay. twin brother, dies uh, in the battle for uh, was it uh, Sokovia? Yeah. Um, so that's one of the first, the first big blow for her in terms of mental health. If you Correct. If want to go that way, yeah. Um, Right, so now we fast forward to a bunch of years later in Avengers Infinity War, uh, where now Vision and Wanda are a couple, and they've moved away to Scotland to, I think they either escaped Tony Stark, uh, (laughs) they're trying to get a little bit of me time, you know, and um, so they get to Scotland and they are being caught up by Thanos's Thanos, obviously, who's the guy who's trying to get all of the six stones together and to yep. snap half of the existence, um, you know, out of out of the universe, um, yep. and to bring back balance. Yay! Thanks, Thanos. Um, exactly. So they get caught up in Scotland. They're trying to live a happy life, trying to work on their love and their relationship. Uh, but Thanos obviously needs all of the six stones, so uh, that means he's trying to get the stone that is right here on Vision's head, Vision's forehead. Yeah. So that brings a little bit of a problem. Um, again, spoiler alert, uh, they don't succeed. Thanos gets his hand on all six stones, including the one is on Vision's head, therefore killing Vision. Um Important moment, though, that uh, initially Vision asks Wanda to destroy the stone herself, and she does. So she effectively decides to sacrifice her own husband, and then uh, Thanos uses the time stone to rewind that back and actually just take it from Vision and just rip it out of his head. So that's one of the, again, pivotal moment. You're very very right. That's one of the pivotal moments is that you sort of learn a bit more about their powers because Vision goes on and explains... Um, oh, you know, to destroy the stone, you need something that matches the signature, matches the same component that 
the stone that is going in his forehead. Mm-hmm. The only thing that can destroy it is the, something that is as powerful as this stone, meaning Wanda's got the power of the, um, uh, which one is it again? The reality stone in her, Correct. a mix of reality of, of this, all the stones. And she's the only one that is strong enough, powerful enough to be able to destroy the stone that is in Vision's forehead. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that obviously at the end when Thanos um, gets his hand on the stones, um, she's the one destroying it. Yep. Um, and obviously she has to kill her love, right? Which is uh, in, the, in order to save humanity. But that again, that doesn't work. Um, sad ending though. You know, yep. <laughs> bad time. It's been rough times for Wanda in general, man. She's not had like happy endings very often throughout the, oh, yeah. the movies. And we forgot to mention that she gets snapped also, as in she disappears, she dies yeah. at the end of, That's of right. Infinity War. So That's right. Um, and there's a critical difference there, which is important for Endgame. Uh, Vision is killed and Wanda is snapped. Which is two different things. Both are dead, Correct. but it's 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 very important to the to the to the story. Um, brings so that brings us to five years after the event of Infinity yep. um, War, which is Endgame. Um, the Avengers are trying to undo the snap, uh, which brings back all the people that have disappeared. Yep. Um, spoiler alert! Again, again, I'm sure you've seen like in the movie. Hopefully, you have. Um, they managed to do that. They kill Thanos. They snap Thanos. Iron Man does that. Uh, dying himself in the process. Uh, they managed to bring back everyone that got snapped, but obviously no vision, as we mentioned just two seconds ago, that vision was killed and not snapped. So that doesn't make any yeah. difference. Um, yep. and, and and also in that end scene with Thanos, where they're all battling Thanos, like you can tell that Wanda's motivations are, yes, she wants to restore all the people that were lost, but she ultimately wants to, wants to kill Thanos because she killed, yep. he killed her husband. Right. So she's got more skin in the game than, than most people in that battle. Cause it's yeah, more, it feels, feels more personal to her, even her, the way hers, she acts. Hers is twofold. It's like, I, I want to accomplish the mission, but I also want to get revenge. Uh, you know, it's, I've, I've got a, I've, they all do, want revenge but her in particular is like you know the, because the, the the first thing she said i think it's pretty much the only thing she says in, in endgame is like you took everything from me pretty so, much yeah and then she almost kills him she again proving yeah. the point that she's probably the, the most powerful avengers um yep. and kevin Fage, who's the 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 marvel universe king uh disney yep. is he said like yeah he would she would have killed him um if he had not gone for well let's uh Rain fire on everyone. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, this this is sort of a summary, like very very extremely light summary yep. of um, the MCU worlds uh, up until now. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna go into Spider Man um, Far From Home because there's a lot of things that happen after Endgame, but but it doesn't really relate to to Wanda or Vision, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, if if you want to do a recap of how their relationship has progressed, those are three great movies to yeah. to rewatch before you watch uh, WandaVision. Uh, but now onto the premise of WandaVision. Uh, yes. So, WandaVision is the first Marvel anything outside of comics that we've gotten all year. Like all 2020, there was nothing. 2021 is the first thing we're getting, and it very much picks up where Endgame left off, uh, but not in the way that anyone's expected. So things that we're looking forward to as far as like why this show is important. 
Uh, first and foremost, it kicks off uh, phase four uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We know that in phase four, at some point, we're going to get to uh, Doctor's, Doctor Strange's second movie, so which is going to be called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be directed by Sam Raimi. So there's a lot of, uh, of, of speculation around that movie of one, because it's directed by Sam Raimi. It's going to have some sort of like horror element to it, which I'm mm-hmm. super excited about. Um, and uh, second, Second is that it's going to introduce the notion of a multiverse, which we already saw the multiverse in Spider-Man um, into the, into the Spider-Verse, where he saw beginnings of that. But because that is a totally different universe at this point in the, in the Sony universe, um, we don't know how it's going to translate to this world. So are we going to see Spider-Man or something jumping around multiverses with Doctor Strange and with maybe Wanda? We don't know, but we know somehow that has connection. So first of all, that's important in terms of the premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, second is that very we we know that this show leads into Falcon and the Winter Soldier as well, and so we don't know what connection those two shows have, but we know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to drop in, I believe, late March. As soon as this ends, we get to go straight into that one. And the going theory right now is that these shows are all just like one hit shows, like they're going to do one season and that'll be it because they all once again tie into a bigger narrative, and it's less like shows another another like for example in like the the Berlanti verse like on uh, on the CW yep. with all like the DC shows they have multiple seasons like the flash and arrow and stuff like that these won't be that that same and it won't be like the netflix um uh, daredevil and luke cage shows that have multiple mm-hmm. seasons as well these should be it is, is the thought uh so then the the last thing to that as far as the premise that's important is that because disney did not own the right to x-men we never got the x-men but x-men have always been a part of all these stories and now that disney bought out fox pictures then they have access to to, to the x-men and hence mutants and so we believe that somehow in this phase four mutants will be introduced into the narrative so we could get a professor x we could get a gene gray we could get a wolverine we could get a magneto we don't know but we know that definitely there's a tie-in with wanda because wanda the scarlet witch is an is an x-men actually i mean she is a mutant uh, specifically um so i can't wait to i can't wait for marvel to make the the x-men cool because all of the most of the movies are um, I don't know how much you've enjoyed those films. Uh, those Fox produced films, I've, I've not really. There's a couple that I like-ish, but I've, I'll never go back to them and watch them again. Um, uh, so I, I can't wait to see what what Disney um, does with the, the the X-Men and the whole mutants. Hey. I liked when they rebooted it, when they got in the younger actors. Yeah. Uh, so when they did like Days of Future Past, I thought that that one, I think the next one was pretty decent. Uh, but I agree, as a whole, they never tied together. And they seem to always be trying to do the same thing over and over. Yeah. Um, it, it, they, the movies didn't evolve in any way. And I, I didn't even watch that last one, the one where it's like Black Phoenix or Dark Phoenix. Oh, Dark uh, Phoenix. God, it's, it's, it's the, thing, the thing is that the entire storyline for everything is, is just so confusing confusing because like okay so now they're old and then they're young and then they, they, they're going back to the past and it's like and then they're going to the future i'm like i don't understand what's going on um but the yeah dark phoenix i think is the last one is it's yeah. it could it should have been amazing it should have been it became a mess um yeah. and also the just just a quick note on that um the fantastic four as well that yes. there's so much potential that that's part of the of the marvel universe now um and and they should 
hopefully do something really cool with it because there's a lot of potential fantastic for a really cool i, I like oh. individually i like them all uh, yeah. but like the two films are just no one of yeah. them is considered to be one of the worst um comic film of all time the second fantastic four which it is yeah. actually it- i watched it it's, it's the third Oh, I, I I skipped it, and I have no desire to go back and watch it. That, that's the one with with Michael B. Jordan, right? Yes, yes, yeah. It's like such a waste. He's like such. Do yourself a favor. Actor. Don't watch it ever, ever, ever. Really? Oh God. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I I had the thought for a minute. I'm like, maybe, maybe it's not too bad. If you've got nothing else to do, really, like nothing else to do, then yeah, sure, why not? But if not, if you, if you if it's something you want to pay attention to, having it in the background is fine. But like, oh. With your undivided intention, then your attention is just a waste of time. Oh, really? Okay, fine. Sadly, right. sadly. Point sadly. taken. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so there's a lot of things that could start to happen now in in the MCU. So that's why it's super exciting. So, but when you start to watch the show, it won't feel like it. That that's the main thing I've got to say. It's like it feels like it's very um, well. It's like a sitcom. So which leads us into like how this is shot. The whole show, and, if, and, if you ch- and I definitely recommend checking out out of anything in the MCU, I think this trailer is super important because the trailer shows you that the show is going to build up to something, yep. but it starts in a way that it doesn't feel like it, right? So each episode is basically paying tribute from a visual perspective into sitcoms from various years. The first episode very much is the 50s. The second episode is the 60s. And we're assuming we're going to keep progressing that way because in the trailer, we definitely see some very like 70s looking episode. Yep. There's definitely an 80s looking episode. Yep. Not sure about 90s, but possibly. The 90s, I think the Halloween, you know, when they dressed up ah. as Halloween, I think there's sort of borderline 90s. I'm not sure we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. have to confirm that's happening. That's right. And you can see it. And, and so then when you start the show, you'll notice that like it's not even shot in wide. Like it's shot very much in like screen format. So there's like, there'll be two like black sections on the side of your oh, screen as you watch four, it. Four by three, which Correct. is the the, the, um, the format that was, I think it's still in use in the US in some parts. I was reading about that. I was yeah. like, why is that not being dropped? But um, the, the, world, the worldwide format is 16 by nine, which is the two black bars at the top and bottom. Or full screen for 16 by nine, which is just like that. Um, and the, the first, I think it's the second, the second episode in four by three as well. I can't remember yep. if it is. Yeah, it is. It should be because it would be in the 60s. So, yes. Correct. Uh, which is really cool. I thought it was a cool Yeah, one. Yeah, they, they, they like stayed true to like how it would have looked in those times. And even like the introduction to the show, the way yeah. it shot. Go on. Not, not only that. Sorry. Not only the, the, the visuals, but the sound. If you pay attention to the audio in the first episode, it's, it's, um, it's not stereo. It's mono. So yeah. it's, it sounds it sounds slightly off. It sounds different. It sounds older than what you were used to. It doesn't sound yep. like surround sound or anything. Because I remember that I watched the first five minutes. I was like, the audio sounds off. But then I realized actually that it clicked. I went, no, of course the fifties. They want they not using the same technology that we are now. Correct. So again, the tiny detail that's really cool. Yeah, no, no. I mean, the details in this are just amazing. Like, uh, so speaking of sound, um, the whole first episode was actually shot in front of a live studio audience. So whenever they're so they're going into it, and so I'll get into the the the, the plot of the first episode, so we can kind of talk about this. Um, but uh, yeah, so spoiler time. We will be talking about the plot, not in great detail, but a plot. But I honestly don't think this would spoil it for anybody. I think it's it, you can still watch and have a perfectly good time yeah. uh, because we're not going to give away any like big reveals that like the whole internet's talking about or anything. Um, so onto the first episode. 
Uh, first episode, uh, it's uh, Wanda and Vision show up, and they're in a suburban setting. The whole thing is in black and white, and 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 actually, like the the even the way that it's lit is very like very authentic to what those shows would have felt like. And it instantly from the, there's even introduction to the show that almost that says not starring Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, but starring vision and Wanda. So the, it, it gives you the first clue of like they're within their own show sort of thing. So even the, there's like a show within the show. Right. Um, so then they, they move into this house it's in the suburbs. All the imagery is like taken straight out of like the Andy Van Dyke show um, or the or I Love Lucy, right? Like it could be either one. Probably the sorry, not Andy Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke, the Dick Van Dyke show, Uh, and it could be lifted straight out of there. You get the really wide set once you're inside the house, where the house feels like disproportionately big inside because it's just this gigantic set, and it's like. It looks exactly how those shows used to look like in the fifties. The the um, the one video I watched the other day on YouTube is that the Dick Van Dyke that the the house the way it's set up is copied from the Dick Van Dyke show. So if you look yeah. shot by shot compa- comparison, it's literally the same, yeah. almost the same furniture where they set on the on in the house is there. So there's there's um. Um, in the shot, the, the, the little bit that is shown from the Dick Van Dyke show is the literally the, the opening sequence from WandaVision where he crosses the door and then, um, obviously, he's not carrying Wanda, um, yeah, in that in, in the Dick Van Dyke show, he's not carrying anyone, it's just himself going into the house and he trips over the um, the little footrest there's on the floor, yeah, that's and right. You see that in WandaVision, like he trips because he, he doesn't walk through it, like, like anyway, it's it's it. They because I think you've mentioned something about Dick Van Dyke being um, a consultant on the show, or yes, a he, he's a consultant on the show. Yeah, they, they actually got him in to actually do a lot of the writing because if you once again, once you get into the show, it plays out like a sitcom in that yep. there's there's jokes every couple of seconds, and then you hear the audience laugh at the joke. Um, and there's at some point in the episode, a problem arises, and it's always like a very mean problem Mm -hmm. like in this case it's like they have to they have to set up dinner for uh vision's boss but they have a misunderstanding and and wanda thinks they're going to have a romantic evening and vision thinks that they're hosting the boss boss shows up and there's no dinner ready and chaos ensues and just watching it is I have to say, it's a joy. It's super funny and relaxed. And it's yeah. such a different tone to like anything we've seen in the MCU. Because it's so like chill and funny. And and I have to be honest, like Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are oh, really amazing. good. Yeah. They're really good, like slapstick comedy people. Like it's just like or I guess like classical comedy. It's super good. It's the 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 fact that you the, to me they transported me back into watching an episode of of Bewitched or, or Dick Van Dyke, yeah. And the fact that it, it was done so seam- seamlessly, I was like, wow, they're really great actors because they managed to pull that off. That means that they they can really um they can really carry the role if they were given this. It's it's a switch in terms of um tone between you know the, uh, yeah the tone the tone of Wonder Vision is always being very dramatic and very solemn and very dark and uh, the, the, it's kind of weird to being thrown into the episode and it's like hey you know what's today well, what, what's the day today yeah. oh i don't know um, yeah. and, it, and it's really cool but and yet the big they they managed to be funny and being doing slap, slapstick comedy and being uh, in a sitcom basically and still putting easter eggs everywhere there's yeah. still a bunch of, like the, the conversations they have it's like it's always hinting at something that happened or the you know it's it's really really well done in that way 
Yeah. Um, but and then, funny enough, that the, the, it's a sitcom. But then that scene uh, again, not spoiling anything. Um, the, when they sit down at the table and they start to try and remember their love story and 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 where the boss something happens to the to to Vision's boss, and then the camera angle switches from a wide yes. angle to yep what we used to now, like close up with with the camera panning um, yeah. towards the face and it, and. To me, almost scared. Like I, I, I was a bit scared because I was like, like suddenly the the boss's wife going, "Stop! Just stop!" Like as almost like a, a robotic way yep. of saying that. Yeah. Um, like almost completely disconnected from reality, and then the, the the again the camera work changes completely, and it's like close up on their faces, and it's like the music switches to something that's a bit more. Yep. darker and it's like and i went oh i'm actually a bit scared like i was going on like, like something's going to jump out the screen like am, am i supposed to be scared now um but yeah they, they the build year. a sense of of dread that's very yeah. interesting because the whole show is so light and happy-go-lucky and it's like oh nothing big's happening but then that moment just by changing that angle of the camera it just makes you feel like wait no something changed right now something's like something's off. very yeah something's off something but you can't put your finger on it and then the situation gets resolved and then you just move it on switches back yeah it just switches back and it's like it almost feels like if you if you had like a like remember when 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 in the matrix it's like oh yeah, deja vu is just like a glitch yep. in the matrix so it felt like that like like a glitch happened in that moment in like this little reality that's been created right um so i think, I so, think it's their way of it's the way of like okay what she's got like she's again we'll go into it into it in more details now but it's like this is what she's imagining or this is what is happening and it certainly is like something is trying to get her back into reality pull her back to correct. reality and trying to say hey you're on crack yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. um and then it switches back because it's like no she's um snaps back into it and she's like oh, you know everything's fine let's go back yeah. into my little dream and and this is where we start once again the visual cues start coming in again because as yep. part of the episode there's actually an ad like there's there's a there's a commercial break. Oh, halfway between. through, yeah. yeah, yeah. Halfway through, you get an ad. They have done it. They've done it for both shows. And in the first show, uh, the ad is for like a, a radio, right? It's like this the radio, and you start to like uh, get closer to the radio. And there's definitely like a very ominous, like dread filled like tone to the ad and even the people acting are a bit off and uh, but you see the radio and you can only see one red light blinking blinking on the radio um and and i just love the, the use of red as a way of emphasizing what's off and also knowing that she's the scarlet witch right so so there's a little bit of a story around red and scarlet it's a stark and, radio and, and it's a stark radio as well and it's a stark radio so we'll come back to that but there's definitely a little easter egg there they have the rest of the episode. They have chaos happens at the dinner, uh, but it gets resolved. Uh, no spoiler there because they always do in these sitcoms. And then we're, we're left with, oh, that was it, right? And in the, in the first episode, like very little dread pops in outside of them questioning, when did we get buried? Um, and why don't we have wedding rings on, right? And they're like, wait, what? how did we arrive to, at this point? And you can tell they both don't know, or at least are pretending not to know um, at, at this point in the, in the episode, right? So, so then we go on to episode two. Uh, episode two, uh, and by, by the way, both are out on Disney+, Plus, so they're both out at the same time. Episode yep. two starts off with 
what I think is just an awesome intro because it's a total, total recall yeah. to I Dream of Genie and Bewitched. They both have the animated intros. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a really big thing around the 60s because animation started to take off as a medium yeah. uh, and they were animating the, the intros to the show. And this is just so authentically done and like super cute and like whimsical and nice. Yeah, and you see you see her riding a broomstick and it's like, oh, it's so bewitched. Yeah. It's like, it's like and, you know, I was expecting her to to move her nose like, you know, doing the sound. I was like, come on, do it. Yep. Um, and that, and it's they use animation again um, halfway through the episode also with the little animation they use with um, the piece of gum that gets stuck, which is yep. more like a Hannah. What was that? What's that? What's that famous cartoon? Is it Hannah Barbera? Uh, uh, yeah, Hannah Barbera, like the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. So there was sort of the animation of the of the gum going through the uh, the me- the the mechanism. <laughs> that was so cool. I actually, posted out laughing. I was like, what? what's going on? <laughs> oh, and and the way they play that gag. So so mm-hmm. the, the whole the whole point of the show is like this time they're trying to join a talent show happening in town, right? And it's a talent show that's a benefit for for the children. The children. <laughs> yeah, which gets super creepy. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, so they're gonna they so start practicing a magic act, right? So it's a magic act is like Vision's gonna be the magician and Wanda's gonna be the assistant. He's gonna make her disappear, and they're like practicing the act. And then Vision goes off to uh, a, a local uh, a uh, neighborhood security watch, watch. watch yeah, yeah. <laughs> meeting. And these shows up, and the guys there are totally not taking the whole thing seriously. He's more serious than they are, and they start to kind of allude to the fact that they think that he's a bit like not fun that, that he's communist. like a, he's a yeah <laughs> i think i think actually to me that was the funniest scene out of the two the first two episodes to me that scene when he goes and meets meets up with the, the other guys and it's like oh what's this no i'd, I'd oh, have a scone or have a have a um i can't remember oh, it's like a donut oh, or whatever yeah yeah he's like, he's oh, like, I, I never eat <laughs> oh I, I mean i never eat between meals you know <laughs> And then they give him a, a gum. It's like, oh, is this a gum? It's like, oh yes, you, uh, is that the one you put in your mouth? And then you must, um, um, you have to. No, what's, what's the word is used there? Oh, oh no, he doesn't like, ma- like mastication. masticate. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy's like, oh, I never, no, I, I, yeah, I never do that. <laughs> that's but, like, oh come on. But that's another Easter egg, right? It's like big red. Another like something about red, and then yeah. he has the gum. And your point, they go this animation of the gum going down into like he's a robot, goes down into his like robot works, and like literally gums up his works. So, oh, so, yeah. so, so it's like it gets stuck between his gears, and I guess him to slow it out. And I just think that it's hilarious that, that they thought that the effect of that is him acting like he's drunk. Yeah, because yeah. of course, like everything slows down inside of him, and he can't process things that fast, which is basically what happens when you're drunk. Yep. And and I thought that that was genius because then the rest of the episode is basically him trying to stumble through the magic act while being effectively like robot drunk, and yep. and, and and then like trying to make that work. And Wanda constantly fixing, and she really plays like the I dream of genie role there, where she's like just fixing after her husband because of all like the dumb things that he's doing and it it's just super funny like if for nothing else watching it just will make you laugh for half an hour because it's hilarious what they do um but then here we get the next ad which is a bigger easter egg in the second ad because it's an ad for a watch and the watch is made by wait for it hydra uh and it's got uh a on the side it's the strucker watch made by hydra and varen bond strucker was the crazy scientist that followed red skull um 
uh, and continued to work on his experiments with the reality stone and made Wanda and her brother into the mutants they are today. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, there's a big connection there. So we know there's something to do with that. So we move on to the episode. And in this episode, uh, Wanda also finds a red plane after they wake up to like hear this pounding sound outside their 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 house. And it's a That's big a he- crash. Helicopter, helicopter, another plane, helicopter. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's the, the helicopter. So they hear all this pounding sound outside the house. And then when they go check, they find a helicopter in their bushes. And you can tell it's also red, right? And it's got a logo on it that's very specific that we have seen already in the previous episode. So apparently this logo is a logo for sword. Once again, hold that thought. We'll come back to that. Yep. Uh, but they get through the, the episode, they put on the talent show uh, and uh, the whole time for the talent show, every time they talk about the talent show, everybody responds in unison for the children in a really creepy way. Um, and they go off there, they do their thing. She wants to gain the approval of another socialite in the neighborhood and she gains her approval. And then after that, they go home and then she's magically pregnant. She goes from one yeah. moment where she's got nothing to us and the next moment it's like, you can tell she's pregnant. She's, she looks up at Vision and she's like, is this really happening? Another little bit of a clue there. Uh, and then Vision, of course, responds in kind of jolly manner of just like, yes, we're having a baby, yes. da, da, da. Um, and then they, they, they then hear something else outside the house and they go out and they see a guy coming out of a, of a manhole um, mm. And, uh, and he's wearing like a bee suit and it's got that symbol again that we saw earlier on the helicopter. Um, and, uh, and, and we saw that symbol as well, sorry, at the end of the first episode when we see someone actually looking oh, yes. at them yes. through a TV, you can see the person's hand and on their notebook, we see that symbol again. So it was like an all very lost kind of like Dharma initiative type situation. Um, yeah, so, there's and- so much going on. It's, it's very hard to remember all the... Uh- you know, things that, you know, this, this oh. just, every, every single scene is just packed with, with oh, stuff yeah. happening in detail. Tons so, of them. So, forgive uh, us if you forget something. Forgive us. Yes, because we, we have forgotten for sure. Uh, yeah. But uh, but then the man comes out and then Wanda just turns around and goes, and this is probably the only big spoiler moment. This is the only yeah. big thing that happens, I think, in the first two episodes is she goes, no. And then rewinds, whether it be time or reality, uh, back to the point where they were just happy that they had a baby and they kiss and they go on their merry way and the episode yeah. ends, right? And then, um, and once again, like we, we were left with what's going on. So yeah. now, <laughs> favorite part, theory time. So should we go through some Easter eggs and theories? Yeah, I mean, um, actually, I just remember, did you say that in, in episode one, the, the, the ad was for a radio? I think it was for a um, toaster. Sorry, it's a toaster, you're right. It's yes, a toaster, it is, right? it, it is a toaster, I, it's a stark toaster. I, I do remember that. Um, <laughs> um, Ellie looked like bursting out laughing because he's like, um, you know, ladies, um, you know, when your husband is coming home from work and it's like, did you, did you know, something about something along the lines of, oh, did you mess the, your your husband's toasts? And it's like, oh god! And she, I was like, I was like, yes, sexism, awesome. Yeah, um, that's the fifties. Like, <laughs> it's the fifties for you. So we had to pause and explain to Emily what, what was going on. She was like, what? <laughs> what that yeah, like? that is not the case, girlfriend. So that yep. doesn't happen anymore. You feel free to slap your husband if he's expecting his toasts uh, to be absolutely perfect, or you know, if he's just talking shit to you if <laughs> if uh, you messed up his toasts. No, the interesting thing is themselves. like yeah. that whole ad. If you look at it, that's the Peloton ad. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it's blink, like ladies think if you need help <laughs> exactly it's like ladies. wait till you show your husband what you look like after peloton it's like oh my god like are we yeah. doing this again and it shows like yeah that's what advertising was in the 50s <laughs> we've moved on slightly anyway, <laughs> let's let's go with uh, a few easter eggs i think um I think the first one that in, in the first episode for me was really the ones, I think the one we were talking about earlier on where um, um, the, one of the opening conversations between Wanda and Vision is, oh, you know, my husband with his indestructible head, indestructible head, uh, which clearly re- references to um, the way Vision dies in Infinity War when he gets, you know, the, uh, yeah. the stone ripped out of his head by Thanos. Yeah, uh, which I thought like I was the only one who went. Oh my god, it just should yeah. say that. Um, what else is in that one? I can't. I can't remember that. The first one. The first episode is a bit. It's a bit. Um, well, we get we get the wine. So yes. well, let's come back to wine. Let's go first for like because I like the idea of uh, actually let's do the wine. So the wine uh, we talked about is uh, is the the label is in French and it had and it says House of Contempt. Yeah. So already there's like something ominous happening with what's going on right now, right? We know that that they're serving wine. It's like we're serving house of contempt. Uh, so something is darker than what we see on the episode, right? Uh, and I think that it starts to bring up some interesting kind of like comparisons around how, how even right now, people in the States generally do, not a lot of people, but some people, <laughs> I do generally believe, think that in the 50s, we had these like wholesome family values and everything yeah. was like super nice and da, da, da. And just that little like, you're serving wine that's contempt is like, <laughs> it's so spot on because th- like all the social issues we have right now, we had them in the 50s. Like this oh, is yeah. not new. Like all this stuff was happening. Yet we, because we look at these shows that I like, they, they, were, they were these little utopias. They like idealistic visions of the United States. We think that the US was like that back then. And it wasn't at all. Uh, but it's hard to remember that because media influences us so much, right? It's like, it's crazy how we look back at those moments and go like, yeah, I guess that's what life was like then, but it really wasn't. That, that was just like, that was, that was fiction in every way. That, that, was, that was a window into the US. I remember growing up watching Bewitched, you know, lunchtime. Yep. Um, then they used to put two or three episodes in a row and I was like, oh my God, look, this this perfect family and look, yeah, okay, she, she's a witch. Haha, <laughs> it's fun. But like the setting and the, the whole setup is like, you know, the husband's at work and he's okay. Like he does well for himself and they have this nice house. Everything is always spot on, clean. Right. Dinner is always ready when he comes home and stuff like that. And you think, oh my God, the great society. But then, you know, again, same social issues where yep. just being wrapped, you know, and, you know, neatly tucked away to make sure that nobody else would talk about it and it wasn't shown anywhere. But yep, yeah, it's funny. No, same here. That, that was our introduction to like U.S. culture was through those shows growing up. Like if, if it was on TBS, then then that's what we were consuming. Like the Brady Bunch, uh, Leave it to Beaver, like all those I watched growing up. And you really think that that's what it's like over there. And then only later, later do you realize when you actually read history, go like, yeah, no, it wasn't at all. <laughs> but moving on from that, um, the wine bottles one that shows you there's something going on. Uh, then uh, in addition to that, then we get that moment where where Vision goes like he's at work and goes like what do we make what am I like what does this company do and no one can really answer it but Vision's making the question come up right and then and also we then we get the moment with Wanda where she she and Vision are going like wait when did we get married because we get that date on the calendar. 
that they don't know what it means that it's August 23rd. And so this is where you get, that's a biggie strike that I think as far as I know, I haven't seen anybody come up with a good theory of what that means, but it's 823, which is the day the boss is coming over to have dinner, which they think is their anniversary. Uh, But then we see that come up again in the ad that comes up in the watch. Uh, that Strucker watch in the second ad in the second episode, um, the time is set to eight o'clock and then the the minute hand is set to between two and three. So once again, we get 823, which when we were watching it was super weird because that's my son's birthday. It's August 23rd. <laughs> so so he was yep. super creeped out by it. He's like, wait, what? Why me? Uh, so, so it got it got very meta for him very quickly. And so it was very some lost vibes happening. And now like, he's involved, it, you know. You know, is Jack uh, talking to me? Does Jack need my help? And I was always like, never ending story. It's like, well, now he's invested. <laughs> now, now Aiden's invested in the series. Now he's got to watch. He's got to find out what happened. Oh, yeah. No, that, that definitely got him hooked. Um, so then we see that connection with that number. We still don't know what that number means, but mm-hmm. there's something to do with that number. Uh, but then I think the second episode, some of the, 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 um, the Easter eggs there are way more interesting because then we get Sword. Yeah. At the end, at the end of the first episode, we see that person put down that notebook. Uh, this is something that really, if you've just watched a Marvel Cinematic Universe or MCU, there's no reason why you should know what sword is. Really, um, it's something that has come up in the comics. I believe they may have mentioned it in Agents of Shield, but I'm not sure. Um, and uh, and basically, Sword is a, a sister agency to Shield, whereas Shield is very much dealing with human threats yep. inside the like the world on as Earth. we know it yep. on Earth. Uh, Sword is looking at threats coming from above, right? So I think that after the events of uh, possibly after the events of uh, Captain Marvel, at least in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we think that that's when Sword was created in the MCU, whereas in I the think, comics, yeah, I- it's existed for way longer yeah the, um, the, the the sword i think is is not mentioned at all i think it's if you think about it logically it's it's uh, probably after captain marvel because that's when um nick fury goes hey you know now we've got aliens we've got all this stuff happening and you know it's we need to be, be ready and prepared um then sword is only seen for the first time or assumed to be seen at the end of spider-man far from home Correct. Uh, when you've got that post post um, post end credit scene where um, Nick Fury is um, listening uh, to a message from the crawls, I can't remember from the aliens, yeah. I can't remember the names right now, um, and he's standing up and he goes, oh, "Let's get to work." And then you see all of these um, aliens everywhere, and he's on this massive massive spaceship. Yeah. Um, so you assume this, is, uh, and I've rewatched the scene. There's no logos anywhere, so you can't really. Yeah say for like for sure but again you can assume this is what it is right yeah. and 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 this this says this is deep nerd knowledge nerd. that I, I i'm embarrassed to have acquired uh but apparently there's an interview where either tony starks or kevin foggy confirms that the pager that uh nick fury uses to call captain marvel uh behind the pager so the uh, the, the flip side of it has the sword logo on it even though you never actually oh, see it man. in the movies 
Okay. So they, they they never show it to you, but apparently that, that and either actor or the executive producer confirmed it. Uh, so we know that sword is a thing that's happening uh, throughout. And then right now we get mega confirmation of it. Um, and then when you tie this into the trailer, because we see in the trailer how they go through different time zones and that yeah. the, definitely action begins to, to, to occur and like things get more dreadful and more concerning and danger ensues. Um, uh, but at some point we see uh, the companion that uh, Jane has in Thor. So remember, yep. he has, she, she has like yep. an assistant that's always with her, but then she starts like playing a bigger or bigger part uh, later on. And she starts like helping out with more and more. She's in the trailer as well. So there's a lot of theories that she's part of sword as well. Uh, and there's like an agent of sword that apparently shows up and like, a second of the trailer or something there, there's um fbi agents or yeah fbi agent that is in ant-man and the wasp um that's it that yes in the, in the trailer that shows up also which i think he would have been recruited by sword i guess we can assume kind of assume that yeah um who else is it, on there yeah it, it looks like they're recruiting like number twos to like pull together sword yeah. and it would make me so ridiculously happy if uh, and I, I know what's his name um the guy from Ant-Man that's always helping him and always tells a really long oh, story yes. of like this one time <laughs> at my cousin's wedding. Da, 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 amazing, da. Yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah. Um, hang on. Um, Michael Pena with Louis. Louis. That's it. Yeah. Louis. Uh, <laughs> so if they recruited Louis to be part of sword, that would totally make my day. He's like oh, one yeah. of the side characters that I would just want to get so much more of and just tell these like long stories about how he got into sword and that he like totally bores everyone to death going through it. It would be so awesome. If they did and that. you know, it'd be bullshit as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would totally be made up. <laughs> my cousin, you know, <laughs> and it would, it would go back to somehow like, like a wedding he was at with his cousin and they're like hanging yeah. out in the backyard at a party. Ugh. That would be so good. That's only some uh, space. <laughs> so, so, anyway, so, so we find out that, that that there's definitely a sword connection there, and hence the guy that comes out in that beehive, sorry, that in that bee um, uh, uniform outfit, uh, the bee collector or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, he's somehow related to sword. Wanda does not like it that he shows up, and hence for me, there, that's where what am I? theories comes up about this right because yeah. like what why is she so upset at this it, and is she aware that this isn't it's this is not reality this is not real like is she the only person that knows what's going on so now it's theory times now now we, we need to know where you're going where, where we think it's going with this okay um, first two episodes. so i think i think this is really when it gets super interesting even more yes and uh, and th- this is the part where it's it's it, this is embarrassingly deep nerd knowledge <laughs> it's okay that's what we're here for uh, that's what we're here for to educate you about nerdhood so uh the fr- there's there's two comic book runs that seem to have actually sorry three that seem to have an influence on this one is that there's a run in the 70s called the west coast avengers so the, the avengers eventually were like a franchise that you had like the Avengers have always been based out of New York, but there's like West coast Avengers. There's like the great Lake Avengers and there's like Avengers from other places. There's like even Avengers that I think show up in the UK or something. Like Captain, also Captain UK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Captain, Captain Britain. Captain uh, Britain. Which well, by the way, uh, Henry, Cavill. we're going to get. Yes. Uh, oh really? Have they announced that? No, it's not announced. It's not hundred percent, but apparently uh, they've, off, they've offered him the role. Um, really? but I don't know if that's been confirmed as of today. Sunday, seventeenth of January. Awesome, we because we are gonna, we're definitely getting a Captain Britain in the what ifs. Yes, yes, because yes. there's a what if where Peggy Carter becomes Captain yep. Britain instead of Captain America. 
Will they rename him Captain Brexit? Ooh. <laughs> I'm by myself. Too soon. <laughs> You don't want to talk to me? Uh. <laughs> the premise of the show is she's like avenging trade deals that, that, that can't be honored <laughs> because of Brexit. <laughs> Our fish. Our fish is the greatest fish. Happy, happy she's like fishes. going around like like trading potatoes back to other countries and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, so um, where were we with this? Yes, so the West Coast Avengers. In the West yeah. Coast Avengers, there is a storyline where in the in the Marvel uh, Comics universe, there is a recurring character called Mephisto. And Mephisto is basically like the devil, the devil. Of, yeah. of Marvel, pretty much. He plays like the, the Satan-like character that we would know from like traditional, like, mm-hmm. like Jew, Jew, the Judeo-Christian tradition. Yeah. Uh, so he plays that character. And in this one, he's he actively like uh, he wants to take away Scarlet Witch's powers because in the comics, Scarlet Witch was born a Magneto, just has powers and is a super powerful mutant the same way like Jean Grey is like a super powerful mutant. But I think the Scarlet Witch is actually like more powerful than Jean Grey is my understanding, but uh, I believe the jury's so out on that. So um, he wants to, Mephisto wants more power as evil dude in hell would want. Um, and uh, he started to take away from it. so he tricks scarlet witch into thinking that she has two kids and um and she cares for these like twin children together only to come to realize that they are not real and they're just a means of when she cares for them mephisto can drain her of her energy and this becomes one of the very traumatic events that Scarlet Witch has in her timeline within Marvel, right? That she has this yep. loss of children. And then after that storyline, only wants to regain that, right? Um, eventually, in 2005, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, shout out Portland, uh, basically gives her that opportunity. So Brian Michael Bendis, one of my favorite writers, he's the one that created Miles Morales. He's done a bunch of amazing runs and anything that he writes is just yeah. super good. Um, and uh, he gives her the opportunity in in this run called House of M. And House oh, of like M a is... of wine. Mm. So, yes, this is the theory that is going around and that Kevin Feige has confirmed have been, has been one of the storylines they've been desperately trying to get into the MCU, but in the Infinity Saga, there's just no time for it. Uh, but they've always been interested in that storyline. And that storyline, uh, this is where... Um, uh, Wanda Scarlet Witch eventually, to make a long story short, uh, really kind of loses her mind, if I'm honest. Yeah. Like she, she has a breakdown because of the loss of these children, and she's just experienced so much loss in life whether it be from a vision perspective or from children. And she eventually cracks, and then she has a moment where she goes – and, and it's a big, like, full-page splash uh, 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 splash panel of her yep. just going, no more mutants. And it's, like, up there with, like, top 10 most recognizable panels in all of comics history, right? It's, like, everybody knows that panel. And and then she wipes out 99% of mutants in that moment. There's only a couple of mutants left over. And no, and then she creates an, an, another reality where there's no mutants. And no one remembers – this is the crazy part. No one remembers there being mutants. So it's she not goes, like – She goes full-on Thanos. Basically. Yeah, but the different than the snap, where the snap people know who's missing here, it's like the snap happened and no one realized that those yep. people ever existed. And that's the super creepy part about it, right? Um, so uh, she then snaps away all the mutants. Eventually, Wolverine is left over because, as always, Oof. Wolverine is. Um, <laughs> and, and then um, uh, Wolverine comes back to baby Wolverine recognizes it and starts to awaken the other Avengers to go like, no, 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 you're another reality. This is another reality. We have to fix it. 
and then eventually gets fixed and we go back to Earth 616. But we always have that moment of like, and mutants were gone for a while. So one of the theories is that this is a reverse event, that actually Scarlet Witch in this case is going gonna, is gonna to have her moment of instead of no more mutants, it's going to be mutants or something yep. where she wills mutants to life. And all of a sudden we get mutants everywhere. Yay. And that's X-Men. where we get the X-Men. Hopefully we get some Wolverine. We get some Professor X. We get some Jean Grey. We get some Cyclops. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Like Gambit. I'm super excited. Hopefully we get Gambit. <laughs> so we get also like all these people that we, we, we've been missing. And you're right. The, the original first family of Marvel hopefully gets snapped back into existence. Yep. The Fantastic Four. Because we just didn't have them. Not because they weren't like important. Just because there were no rights. They were sitting as free agents on the wrong team. So yeah. uh, <laughs> they were on the Knicks. They were on the Knicks or the Cavs. <clears throat> and I'm a Knicks fan. See, anyway. you said it and I did it. <laughs> but yes, it very much felt like the the, the Knicks for sure. Um, but um, but point being is that they, that that could be the opportunity that this this sets up. Now, there's another one that's going around that it could be a, a, a bad guy called Nightmare that he's kind of like the Freddy Krueger of yeah. the MCU or almost sort of, the, of the comics universe uh, where he basically does like stuff with you in your, in your dreams and stuff. And that this could all be like a dream that, that, that wanders in and hence why she's not totally in control of it. And she's asking herself, is this real or not? Uh, but I, I'm not super keen on that one. I think that it's, I think that she knows, I think she knows exactly what, what's happening right now. Uh, and she's somewhat in control of it. I think I think her reaction. That, yes and no because it, the the do you remember the 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 one scene where um, Wanda is at the um, the organi- organizing the for the children um, yeah. party for the children fundraiser um, and then the garden of I think her name's Dotty I think that's the name of the character yep. Um, yep. where and and the radio is playing and then suddenly you hear who's doing this to, like Wanda who's doing this to you like who's doing this to you. Um, do you remember that? It's like over yep. and over again, and yep. She, she, yep. both both of them can hear it. Um, so that sort of suggests to me that she doesn't really know what's happening. That she's convincing herself she's in a um, in a different reality. But then when the guy who shows up in a bee um, a beekeeper suit, you're like, and then she goes, no, that means yep. that she's sort of somehow in control, and she somehow is aware of her powers within that that, that reality, right? Um, so my theory is that it's not necessarily like, because you, you've pointed out two, two and a half um, storylines, yeah. um, you know, with the West coast Avengers, the house of M and the nightmare situation. I think it's going to be a mix because that's what they've been doing so far in the MCU. Yeah. They've been dragging, um, taking, you can say the best bits of the comics or the bits yep. that they think is relevant or will be cool on screen. And I think that's what they're doing here. They, they will be mixing the West Coast Avengers. They will be taking stuff from the House of M, for example. So the West Coast Avengers, for example, there's two things. If you watch the trailer again, there's, um, um, I think it's Wanda who's sh- showing up dressed as the devil for Halloween, the Halloween bit. Yes. Like she's dressed as Mephisto. Yes, yes. I think that could be that. I think that the nosy neighbor, uh, whatever her name is, the one that's coming in, dropping in the food and is always there uh, talking about the husband, Um and she's giving advice to Wanda on how to seduce the husband and being cool. That neighbor, I think, could be Mephisto. She could be a manifestation of her, you know. Yep. Um, but also the House of M, because that's directly um, suggested with a bottle of wine. It's, it's 
and if you've been paying attention, like you said, with the contract contractual issues and, and now the X-Men being introduced in the storyline, you need that storyline to be integrated. I think they'll, they'll merge both of the storylines. Both of the stories will be um, remixed, if you will, to fit in the MCU. I, th- I think that's where we're going with this. I don't think it's going to follow strictly West Coast Avengers and or stick to House of M. I think it's going to take from both and run away with okay. it, you know. I agree. There's a little bit of like, because there's like issue and control, issue nine control, depending on which storyline you're looking at. And uh, and actually, to your point, I did forget that Easter egg. Uh, Agnes. So apparently, Agnes. The one of the theories yes. that is that is uh, short for Agatha Harkness, uh, which in the in the Marvel comics is a witch. So she plays a, a witch in the Marvel comics that does interact with Scarlet Witch. Uh, but in this case, like Ag- Agatha Harkness just plays like the stereotypical like witch. I fly in a broom. She's got a cat. Yeah. Like oh, just taking like one of the like a, a classic trope, right? Just putting it in the comics. Um, but the thought is that she's a witch and that's why she's she's trying to play a role of helping her uh, in it because she's a fellow witch in it as well sure. so that's another one that, that there's a theory around that that's who she is uh and the other thing we left off is that um she makes another friend called geraldine and they stand together hand in hand with vision uh wanda and geraldine at the end of the talent show and they take a bow and she's just this really nice lady that's nice to them mm-hmm. but uh apparently the theory is that she is uh monica rambo who, if we go back to Captain Marvel, the movie, is the little girl that shows up when uh, uh, Brie Larson goes back to um, uh, her roots, and like where she, where she realizes she's, she's trying actually to, she's human. trying to figure out she's trying to figure out who she is, uh, who she, who was she is, correct. Yeah. And she meets her friend Maria Rambo, who they both were fighter pilots together. And we see her daughter around, and we know her daughter's name Monica because Maria is wearing a necklace that says Monica mm-hmm. on it. So in the comics, we know that Monica grows up to play a part in the MCU yeah. uh, and so forth. So we know that somehow that is Monica Rambo there too, and that somehow she's going to play a part. So where for me it gets interesting is like, how do you connect all this as is happening into? This show will have some of the biggest set pieces that Marvel has ever done. It's got some of the most special effects, like the biggest special effects they've ever done, including on top of Endgame. Because there's been good special effects so far, just in making the sitcom look that they have and stuff. But it's nowhere near like Endgame level uh, right now. So so that's why I'm kind of curious, like, how, how do you get from where we are to like gigantic set pieces? It's it's gonna be interesting. I think I think I mentioned to you when we were prepping this episode that um, the entire budget for all nine episodes is two hundred and fifty million dollars. That's so it's, it's bonkers. Higher than twenty five mil per episode. Um, so you know wow. you can imagine what you can do with that sort of budget uh, in terms yeah. of graphics, in terms of, of special effects. Um, oh, by the way, before before I forget, um, the if you're thinking the Mephisto Mephisto storyline is a bit out there. Um, yeah. If you read the comics, Mephisto is the right hand man, again, air quote, man yeah. uh, of Thanos. Yes. Uh, when he's trying to get, he's sort of the, the guy who's advising him. Um, yep. so the Steve Bannon of, uh, of Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, see, it's all about politics today. Um, so, yeah, he, he's, the, he's the guy that's um, telling Thanos what to do and where he should be going next and, and advising him uh, in his misdeeds. Um, yep. So yeah, that's again all tidying up into the Infinity okay. Saga. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're looking for um, something wrong. Yep. So now, much like the episode, we've layered out all the elements that could <laughs> fit into this. I've got a theory. I've got a theory. I think Go I can pull pull it all together. So this is mm-hmm. my take. 
All right. I think that this entire show is an exploration of trauma. I think this is exploration of Wanda's trauma. And the reason why we know that is one, she's, she's clearly creating a happy place. So to answer the question of is she in control or not, it's actually both. She is in control of the reality in that she is creating it to protect herself, to protect her mind. This is this is a mind. So we know how how well we have we get like for example in the movie Split, where we find out that through trauma early in life, people then tend to like for example that character created all these alternate personalities to just yeah. protect the little boy that was being that was being treated very badly. Right? It's like that was just all protection. So I think that Wanda is trying to protect herself against the trauma. Where we see the trauma is in the ads. I think that the first ad, the toaster, the blinking light, that symbolizes the bomb that was dropped into her apartment. So we find out in Age of Ultron that a bomb was dropped into her apartment where only her and Pietro were left, uh, her brother. And they get to see the bomb sit there blinking at them and never exploding. And they're they're stuck with yeah, two days waiting for the bomb to explode. Can you imagine what that does to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the second one, we get the Strucker watch. That's when Strucker basically turned Wanda into the Scarlet Witch. Once again, another traumatic event, right? She becomes basically a bad guy, right? And 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 Scarlet Witch has had that relationship of becoming a bad guy, a good guy. I think that this that what we're going to see in this in this uh, uh, series is Wanda slowly descending into madness, and hence why we get the multiverse of madness in Doctor Strange, yeah. uh, where she is no longer in control of her power. And the reason why Sword is a part of this is because Sword on the outside is seeing what's happening outside in the real world, how she's literally like warping reality around them in order to create this pocket reality to protect her mind. Yeah, and, think, sort, uh, and sort of seeing the impacts of that. I think, I think the radio scene is, is it's, it's a very, um, it's, it's a big hint to what's going to happen because it's literally telling you, they're trying to find out what's going on. They try, they're probably seeing stuff happening in reality and they're like trying to reach out to her and say, Hey, what's right. going on in your brain? Yep. Who's doing this to you? Are you doing it to yourself? Are you, are you being possessed by anybody else? Like, it's so many questions that you in so many um, avenues you could go down with that storyline right now. We're not being told much, um, which is why I was very angry at the end of episode two. I was, I want to, yeah. I want to see episode three. Why are you going with yeah. this? Um, yeah, I, I, it, I would agree with you. I, I think this is what's going on. I think we're we're, we're looking at trauma. We're looking at. Um, uh, her going slowly getting into mad, uh, a state of, of, of losing touch with reality. Correct. And, and, and what better way to set up a multiverse where we can get things like Loki jumping around time, Spider-Man meeting with Miles Morales. Yeah. Uh, the, the, tying this into Doctor Strange is a perfect tie-in because Doctor Strange is dealing with magic. It's not technology we're talking about right now. This is all magical stuff. And he's like the new Tony Stark, right? And he's the one yeah. that has control of magic in a way that no one else in the MCU does. So it makes sense that he would be connected to something that's like supernatural, right? And then so maybe Wanda will become the big bad for this next uh, for this next saga, and and that's why the multiverse is so important. So and hence to, to to battle to battle to battle a mutant, you need other mutants. Hence we get the X Men and the fight the Fantastic Four. Maybe I think it's a very interesting choice that they've started with Wanda Vision to be the first the first thing to be broadcasted. Yeah. I can't remember why they've they've not started with um, Falcon. I don't know if it's a production issue with. 
COVID. production extra uh, COVID. Um, I think it's the the fact that uh, WandaVision is so set based. Like yeah. there's a lot of special effects in there. You don't have to, when there's a lot of special effects, you don't have to go anywhere. It's all green rooms. Uh, whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think was on location uh, because yes, it very much seems like it's like yeah. they're making that like, that's like the the buddy buddy sort of uh, show where it's like, it's about their relationship. And uh, ultimately I think the, 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 the universe impact of that show is less. I think that's probably yes. like, what do the Avengers look like post Captain America? I think it's like how they start to pull back together again. I, I'm assuming that's what that show will do. Whereas this one is very much like, oh no, this sets up like the ultimate purpose, right? Yes. Um, and and Black Widow, I think really, I mean, I hate to say it. I, I, I honestly hope it's more, but I feel like all that Black Widow was doing was wrapping up Scarlett Johansson's yes. run and setting up Florence Pugh, which is really sad that finally Black Widow gets a movie and it's just like a transition. And I'm like, I feel yeah. like it should have more, more, a bigger impact because she was just such an awesome character. Um, but there you go. Uh, well, hopefully yes. they might've done money more in post. Maybe. It's it's a bookend move, you know. It's like the end. It's like let's tie everything up together. Let's let's give you what, um, oh, answer a bunch of questions you were asking. You know, like what happened in sure. Budapest and all that stuff. So we yeah, we, exactly. we, we want answers, but um, the sure. yeah, it's it's a great character. It's a pity that that's what it comes to. You know, like there's the ending yeah. for it. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I mean, maybe it sets like you said, it sets some like another character up that, that will um take up from where she left off. You know, that would be that be that be cool too. Oh yeah, well, and we know that Florence Pugh signed on to like multiple yep. multiple movies now and, and stuff like that. So and and honestly, like I I do honestly like uh a Florence Pugh for that role, like taking over as Black Widow. I think that'd be super cool. Like nice injection of like, uh, she's just such has such range as an actress. So I think she'd be an yeah. awesome addition. But I just feel like I don't know. I feel like like Scarlett Johansson got played. In a, in a way where she was the one holding down the fort or more specifically, sorry, Black Widow got played Black Widow. Uh, where she was holding down the fort really kicks off the process of Endgame. So she's like a super important part. She spends four years doing all the dirty work between Infinity War and Endgame of yep. keeping keeping like the agency together and making S.H.I.E.L.D. into a force of good again. Um, and she gets a BS movie. Like, I don't know. I'm not down with that. So I'm hoping that, that this, hope maybe what's going on with Wanda, I think personally, is happening in parallel to what's going to happen in, in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think that Black Widow is happening before what happens in WandaVision. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, I so I, I think that Wanda's like warping reality as we speak, as other, other people are, are doing <laughs> stuff. But right. we've talked about this a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, I think I think it's time to wrap this one up. Um, right, yes. so I think I think hopefully this one. Uh, oh wait, wait! Um, I got one, one more thing, one last thing that actually is definitely, definitely, definitely the third episode is gonna be good, and I can tell you yes. why. Because everybody in the press got three episodes, the rest of us got two. So everybody that does like 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 press screeners and stuff like that, they got the first three. Meaning that the third one is the one I think is going to really leave us on like a cliffhanger where something big's going to come up in the third one. So, so yes, it's coming Friday, people. Wait for it. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's wrap this one up. Um, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe. <laughs> Absolutely subscribe and share the love and, um, you know, add some comments in the comment section if you're on YouTube. Uh, and then give us some uh, some thumbs up if you're on YouTube also and, and, and some nice review on Apple Podcasts. You know, give us some five stars that will 
get us all the way to the top. Uh, we're nowhere near the top, but hey, it's all the only way is up, right? Um, and then hey, yes, we're at the top song. of our we're <laughs> the top of our own reality. That's, That's it. All that we've matters. created our own reality. Wa- wa- Wanda, Wanda has showed us that. Okay. Exactly. Who's Hurry Wanda? Up. Who's Vision? <laughs> uh, I don't Wait, know. why are we making this podcast? Uh, Wait, why are we talking into microphones? What microphone? When Wait. did we start the podcast? I don't know. No! Shit. <laughs> Rewind. Nope. Anyway, if you uh, if you are so kind to uh, like us on all of our social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere, we're everywhere. Uh, just look up Catching Up With The Nerds and we'll be there. Uh, we also be in your dreams. We'll be everywhere. That's the goal. Like, sh- like Hydra. <laughs> we're everywhere. You don't know it. Anyway, uh, so that's it for me. Tom, signing out. Thank you, JC. We're everywhere. Like this outro was everywhere, Tom. Yes, all over the place. (laughs) That's where we're the best. All right, bye.